Hello and welcome to episode 95 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast where we talk about the things that you nerd out about and we nerd out about and everybody nerds out about. Today is June the, of the 4th of June, the year of our Lord, 2015, and I am Jeremy Holmes and I am joined by my just filled with life and joy and energy and hope and exuberating all things good, my wonderful, charming partner in life and in love, Christina Wise, everybody. Hello. That's quite an introduction. I know. I'm trying to, um, as we used to say in the Bible days, I'm trying to speak words of life to you. Because I'm not sure if you knew this, Christina, but life and death, life and death is in the power of the tongue. All right. Well, we have a very exciting show today. It's been a while, guys. We missed a week and we're sorry. We'll get to that in a moment. We have some listener feedback from international listener feedback. Update on the green grasshoppers because that's about to come to a close. We have the the rest of the story of what happened <laughs> in New Orleans because... When we last left you, uh, things were very tame compared to what was <laughs> just about to happen. Um, Christy had a very exciting week last night with her wildly successful other podcast. We have a new segment to introduce to you with an old friend of the show. It's going to be awesome. So uh, let's uh, let's jump right into it, Christina, if you're ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? Uh, okay, listener feedback. So I'm not sure if you guys knew this or not, but if you just go to our website, which is nerdoutloudpod.com, which, by the way, I will just interject. If you are listening in some way that's not a podcatcher or iTunes or something, just subscribe to the show. It makes it really easy. That way, even if we miss a week, if we come out on a weird day, if something happens, you'll just be subscribed and uh, it'll just show up. It makes everybody's life easier. So if you go to nerdoutloudpod.com, we have a link to iTunes. We have a link to the RSS feed that you can plug into your podcatcher of choice. So you go to our website, nerdoutloudpod.com, and uh, there's a little contact form on there. There You can email us or whatever, but we made it really easy. There's a little contact form right on the website that you can like send messages to us. They can be anonymous. They don't have to be. They can be anonymous. Um, sometimes people say nice stuff. Sometimes people say mean stuff. But we had we had some uh, one of the first times this is happening. I know we had we we have some listeners in Australia randomly, but we got a message from Bob in Del Rio. And he Where's says, Del Rio? Oh. <laughs> His name is Bob Del Rio, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, this is getting off to a good foot. Um, Getting off on the getting off on the right foot. How do what? How does the expression go? Wrong foot. Getting okay. This is going well. This is going very well. We're coming out of the gate strong after uh, missing a week. He says, "Hi guys, I am from Spain." Love your show. Last day I listened to the Bees episode, and it was awesome. Keep doing that. You make my way to work easier. So that was oh, awesome. That is nice. Hi, I wonder Bob. how he heard about us. Hi, Bob from Spain. Yeah, if you're listening, Bob from Spain, um, find us on like, us Twitter back. or Facebook or write us back on the website and let us know how you found us or 
whatever. And thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, you know that B episode that was a that was a solid episode. That yeah. was a solid episode, and I would say it really like gets to the core of Bees. why I started, like why we wanted to do well, why I wanted to do this podcast mm-hmm. because we're like finding talking to people about the stuff they're they're passionate about. Yeah. So I I love that when um when everything clicks. So. I don't want to uh it's kind of a trope in podcasting I would say uh to have an inconsistent schedule and then spend an hour like the first hour of every show apologizing for why you weren't there but mm-hmm. I did want to say we did miss we did miss an episode and I apologize I I think it's kind of funny that we we traveled to you know halfway across the country to New Orleans and managed to record and post an episode <laughs> from from New Orleans that was only a day late. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then somehow, when we got back, we managed to <laughs> we man- we managed to get busy enough that we missed a day. Stuff just got kind of crazy, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But we had some guests in from out of town um, for Christie's other podcast. We, there was some meetups and some other stuff going on, and it just uh, it it got a little crazy. It did. So we apologize for uh for missing the week, but uh we're we're back. We're back on the normal schedule. Shows should be coming out, you know, sometime Thursday, even if it's late Thursday, they sh- mm-hmm. they should be posting Thursday is the plan. Um so hopefully we'll be back to that. But um Christy, mm-hmm. we've been sharing a bit about the uh the the green grasshoppers. Yes. Which is my four year old daughter's T ball team. Take me out to the crowd. Take me out to the field. Buy me some peanuts. Buy me some apples. Some cracker jacks. If I don't care if I ever come back. It's it's so it's root 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 root. If they don't win, then it's a bummer. One, two, three, then you're out of the bait of the ball game. First of all, I, I we're gonna have to find new reasons to play that song because it's like it's probably one of my favorite things yeah. about this podcast that I've ever done, and it really aids to. I, I think that the eventual goal for me, as I believe I've discussed before, the eventual goal is just to have so many like little segments and bits that we do that. We don't have to have content. The podcast is just ninety percent uh, in- intro songs and and bumper music leading into leading into the segments that we have. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um. So the green grasshoppers. You and I are the coaches of this t-ball team, which is fantastic because we're both super athletic people <laughs> with uh, uh, just a lot Big of depth. Love. For baseball, a lot of history for the in the game of baseball. Uh, but we do actually have a history of our, baseball, though. Our uh, career as coaches is a uh, our inaugural season is coming to a close. Yeah, this Saturday it's is our last is our last game. Yeah, um, but you know, I just figured we would update on the last game, how it went. Let's talk about it. We had some uh, friend of the show, Mike Frizzell. Yes. <laughs> he came in for yeah. a couple of events. Yeah. And he really wanted to go to a grasshoppers game. So yeah. we gave him a hat. 
mm-hmm. he wore it the whole weekend. Yeah, he brought out some friends. I mean, we had there was a large cheering section section there specifically for my daughter. It mm-hmm. was there was probably like eight people. <laughs> yeah, eight people. Um, and yeah. uh, and she didn't she didn't play. She refused all. to play. She refused to play. So. Which is really weird because on the way there, we told her there was only two more games, mm-hmm. and she cried actual tears, very sad. Wanted yeah. us to get the phone numbers of all the parents so that she could. <laughs> so we could get them all to meet back at a field. Yes. And play again. And then as soon as we got there, not having it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was weird. It was also, I mean, it was frustrating for me because like I wanted to be able to parent her. There was mm-hmm. obviously something going on and I wanted to be able to parent her. But we also have a responsibility <laughs> to the other kids on the team and the like the kids on the other team that we were playing. So it was, I mean, it was kind of a, a frustrating moment, but she, she got some, uh, she got some quality time with, uh, Drew McFrizz yep. <laughs> out um, there in the, she also got kind of mad at me because I told her if she wasn't going to practice, or if she wasn't going to play, then she needed to leave the field. Cause she was just standing there, mm-hmm. not paying attention and kicking dirt. And that is not safe. Well, to the balls to be, are flying. To be flying. fair, <laughs> to be fair, I I don't think. I mean, ninety percent of the kids out there on the field are not paying attention and kicking dirt. But but I understand. It was during the practice time when you were throwing the balls at people. Yeah. She was just wandering around, I and then and then I would I put myself on the mercy of the court mm-hmm. last time of. Am I a jerk? Because I told her that if she doesn't play outfield, then she's not allowed to bat. Yeah. Yeah. And this time I told her that snacks are for baseball players. (laughs) And if she wasn't going to play, she didn't get a snack. Yeah. Which I didn't know that you had said that to her. So you gave her a snack. So I gave her a snack. Yeah. Yeah. So she didn't learn that lesson. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see, guys. We got one last game. She, uh... She says that she wants to play. We'll uh we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I have high hopes. Um so that was the Green Grasshoppers. Let's let's talk about this. Let's talk about what happened in New Orleans. <laughs> okay. So, so we visited New Orleans. Um we were there for a week. We recorded a show. That was the last show that aired. And when we recorded, it was our last night there and we were heading to the airport the next day. And uh, first, let's talk about that. How nerdy is it that we were in New Orleans and we chose to stay in the hotel room and record a podcast? Well, I mean, it was after spending the entire day. We didn't start recording until almost midnight. Yeah, but that's pretty. And we had been out since nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's still nerdy. It's pretty nerdy. I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, teach his own, I suppose. <laughs> teach his own. Okay, so we were there. We yeah. recorded. So we were recording. Um it was that was a it was a Wednesday night. We were flying out Thursday afternoon, late later in the day we were flying out Thursday. So we get up Thursday morning, we kinda get our stuff together, check out, wander around, whatever, take the shuttle to the airport. We get to the airport at like two. On the way to the airport it starts raining. It was supposed to be horrible weather the whole time we were in new orleans we ran into one rainstorm for like 
maybe two hours, something mm-hmm. like that on one day, and it went away. Other than that, it was beautiful, 90 degrees the whole time, sunny. I would say it was sunny and 90 degrees, but it that didn't feel beautiful. Well, it was, I mean, it that was humid and hot. <laughs> yeah, it was a little rough. That humidity is not I think it was beautiful. As, you know, it was nice weather. I mean, it was expected. Yes. It was going to be humid. But I will say, um, even some of the, like, local people there were mentioning that it was extremely warm. Yes. I don't know if it was unseason- unseasonably warm for that time of year or whatever, but it was definitely it was definitely warm. So um, we get to the airport at two and we're flying out or we get to the airport maybe at three, something mm-hmm. like that. We're flying out in an hour or so and we're flying standby. And so it was questionable as to whether we were going to get on the plane as it is. It starts getting just crazy storms like thunder, lightning. I don't know for sure, but I mean, it, the lightning was close enough that I would not be surprised if it was like hitting the near runway. the airport or near the yep. runway. It looked like it hit the runway a couple of times. Uh, our our plane that was coming in, our plane that was coming got delayed and delayed and delayed, eventually was circling the airport, couldn't land because of the weather, ended up having to land in uh, Baton Rouge, was it? Yes. It had to land in an airport that was about a 45 minute drive away. Um, by that time, by the time that our plane that we were supposed to get on landed in Baton Rouge, the pilot had been flying for too long. And so that whole crew couldn't legally fly the airplane to New Orleans to pick us up. So our captain that was waiting in New Orleans <laughs> had to drive. They had to drive to Baton Rouge to pick up our plane. He tried to come back. There's just this crazy series of events mm-hmm. that ended, it, it resulted in us being at the airport, not sure if we're even going to get on the plane, but just waiting, waiting, waiting. And it wasn't like we got there and the plane was supposed to be there at five and they said, oh, just kidding. We're not actually, the plane's not going to get here till 10. Mm-hmm. They said, oh, the plane's going to be here at 545. Oh, the plane's going to be here at 630. Oh, the plane's mm-hmm. going to be here at seven. And they, I mean... It wasn't anybody's fault. They were just doing what they... Yeah, there's no planes coming in or out. They, Yeah, they they were doing as best as they could for the weather. So I, mm-hmm. I don't want to... I'm not faulting the airline here. It just is an unfortunate series of events. So finally, finally, after all of this, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. The plane finally gets in. They're like, it, it's it's almost midnight at this point i think it's like 11 30 i mean we've been at the airport since three (laughs) uh there's people waiting with kids like i mean i have very little to complain about Mm -hmm. considering what other people were having to deal with um they're like okay we need to get everybody on the plane because by this point by the time that our plane finally did show up that crew the fresh crew was gonna start to run out of time so that they could be legally flying. So mm-hmm. they had to get us on the plane quickly so they could get them out. So the crew could be, you know, there for the legally whole flight. Yep. And, uh, and so they're like, they get everybody up. They start the people that had strollers, they put the tags on them and they start wheeling them down the ramp and everything. We're flying standby. They call our name. We go up, give them our boarding passes. As I'm handing the boarding passes to the gate agent, somebody comes out of the little ramp thing from the Mm -hmm. airplane, whispers something in the gate agent's ear, and her face just sinks. (laughs) And she goes, I'm going to need a drink. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just sighs deeply and then locks up her computers and then goes back into the gate and locks the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is not, this yeah, is this not, not good. good. This is not good. So finally, after 20 minutes, 
the captain comes out with his briefcase. At this point, it's midnight. Uh, and we realize that, you know, he announces that they have no crew to fly the plane. They can't fly the plane safely. And everybody collectively starts losing their mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> we realize that, especially with the flight being delayed and all the crazy delays and everything, there's no way we're getting on a plane going out of New Orleans. So this whole time, Christy, whose dad also works for this airline, has she's been texting her dad saying, trying to find an airport that we'll be able to get a flight out of. And so what he says is our best bet is to get on a plane out of San Antonio, Texas. Yeah, that would be our only chance out until Tuesday. <laughs> because it's a it's also a three day weekend. This mm-hmm. is Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. So so we get on. Uh, so we we hightailed it to a rental car place. <laughs> we we got a rental car and uh, we drove halfway to San Antonio. Uh, that wasn't halfway. Okay. Do you really want to get into? Oh, sure. I mean, whatever. We can. Well, first of all, Jeremy didn't have any yeah. extra clean clothes, so we had to stop <laughs> at an all-night Walmart to yeah. get him underwear. I jinxed it a little bit, I think, because when you I think when we got to the airport, I I changed into I left my because it's hot and it's sweaty mm-hmm. and it's humid. I packed a couple extra pairs of underwear, a couple extra t-shirts. I ended up using all of those, and I had one last clean pair of underwear and and we had been walking around all day by the time we got to the airport and i was like you know what i'm gonna wait until we get to the airport till it's air conditioned and then we're gonna be in an air conditioned plane till we get to seattle and i'm gonna put on fresh clean clothes as soon as we get to the airport so we get to the airport and as soon as we get in like air conditioned zone i go in the bathroom and kind of give myself like a little washcloth shower Mm -hmm. and then put on my last clean pair of underwear and i tweeted I, I tweeted, oh, saving my last clean pair of underwear until the airport was the best choice that I could have made. Yeah, you messed it up. <laughs> Smash cut to 12 hours later <laughs> as I'm groggily and crankily standing in a <laughs> Walmart <laughs> checkout line <laughs> at, at uh, 1 o'clock in the morning trying to get clean underwear for the next day. So mm-hmm. we drove... Uh, I was looking at a map. I looked at a map of the drive from New Orleans to San Antonio and right in the middle, right a little past the halfway point in between New Orleans and San Antonio is a little town by the name of Houston. And uh, as you may or may not know, if you're familiar with the the movie Apollo 13 or the Apollo 13 crisis, there's a very famous line. Houston, we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. Okay. So I, I actually he said Houston we've had a problem. Um but Houston we have a problem should have been the name of our trip. Yeah. Yeah. So so uh, the reason the astronaut is saying that is cuz mission control is Wait, in we Houston. need to rewind that you just corrected me on the yeah. quote. Yeah. Well, it's it's a commonly it's it's a commonly misquoted phrase, and it actually it shows. I mean, these guys were these guys these astronauts were test pilots. They were trained to deal with crisis situations, mm-hmm. and so uh, Houston, we've had a problem. Is an, an accurate, you know, it, it, he's pointing out that something happened, and now they have to deal with it, as opposed mm-hmm. to, hey, 
like we're solve screwed, it. Yeah, you know? we have a problem now. Solve it. Yeah. So it's it? we've had a problem. He's just letting them know. Hey, by the way, something went wrong. I need your guys' help. This counts as space news, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, don't worry. Okay. I wouldn't do that to you. Uh, so, so the, all this to say, there's uh, Johnson Space Center. Is that the name of it? I'm trying to, Johnson Space Center, I believe. I and so. it's in Houston. And so I'm like, hey, uh, you know, we can, uh, we already snuck on over to Stennis that you got to see. So mm-hmm. now we can sneak on through to this. It's on the way. Might I can't well. drive through Houston and not go <laughs> after announcing on a podcast just the day before that I want to see all 10 of these space centers. Now I have an opportunity to knock out two in one trip. We have to do it. So. We drove as far to Houston as we could get. Um, Christy, you know, part of the deal was that I would drive the whole way uh, because I was making her get up at an ungodly hour so that we had a few hours to spend at, at Houston in Houston at the uh, Space Center. And uh, so we we ended up staying in a hotel because I wanted to just sleep in the car. And Christy said, no. I needed to take um, a shower. She wanted a shower, and apparently she didn't want to use a truck stop shower. And um, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. You didn't offer that to me. Oh, I should have let you know. I should have done a better job of explaining. That's on me. That's mm-hmm. on me. Um, this was literally a roach-infested motel that we stayed in. Mm-hmm. It was a smoking room. <laughs> a smoking room, which I didn't even know that existed anymore. And when we opened the door, it it felt like smoke flew out right Mm -hmm. i don't know where that came from yeah it was i mean it was it was pretty intense it was pretty it was a pretty bad hotel room i've stayed in some pretty bad hotel rooms and and that was probably probably the worst yeah and you were nice and lied and told me that those weren't roaches yeah yeah i didn't i i just figured i would wait and tell you till the next day because i really have a thing against roaches well, they're gross. Roaches and any type of rodent yeah. are the worst. I just, anytime I go somewhere that's hot that is known for roaches, like when I went to Hawaii or Mexico or now the South, um, I just envision a cockroach f- going into my suitcase and laying eggs. And by the time I get home, my suitcase is filled with roaches and then I never get rid of them. Yeah. So that's just a narrative I've played in my head for years. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kills, I don't know, what'd you say? Like 10, 15? Yeah, there's probably 10 or 15 cockroaches yeah. in the bathtub. Um, the floor, I made a mistake of taking my shoes off. Mm-hmm. The floor was actually sticky. Mm-hmm. Probably a combination of never being cleaned and smoking, smoking room and, and the air conditioner and... God knows what kind of bodily fluids. Yeah. <laughs> we get it. Jeremy instantly falls asleep. Mm-hmm. He's done. I just have images of this, you know, this cockroach sex fest that I have envisioned in my head yeah. happening in my suitcase. And you also had a thing going on with like drug dealers. You were yeah. worried about so drug then, dealers breaking into the room or something? Yeah. So then also r- rats. I thought rats were going to crawl mm. all over me. And then also this is definitely a hotel that they rent by the month. And when I opened the door because I was so terrible in that room. I needed to get fresh air. There was a few cars with tin foil in the windows. Yeah. And so I thought we were going to be murdered by meth heads mm-hmm. or eaten alive by rats. And yeah. So I didn't sleep. Yeah, you didn't sleep very much. Uh, 
So we got out of there early the next morning. Well, I mean, yeah. we were there for maybe two and a half hours, three hours total Wasn't at this hotel. It. Uh, it was not worth it, no. Uh, and then we got back on the road again. We drove to Houston, got an opportunity to see the, the Space Center out there. It's Johnson Space Center, I believe. I'm going to feel really bad if I mess this up. But you got to see a full-size Saturn V rocket, mm-hmm. which is the, the vehicle that took us to the moon. I forgot. Is that the actual one? No, it's not. Well, it's, a mock-up? it's an actual rocket, but the one that we saw is not an actual one that was used because many of those pieces would not come back. So what was it for? Just for looks? No, I mean, it was probably... It was probably, I mean, they, they can't just build it from scratch. It, they, they have to build up, they have to build mock-ups for mm-hmm. testing and experimentation. and that How kind much of do you think that costs? I don't know. I don't okay. know. But, uh, but, you but it was pretty cool. It was, love with that it was awesome to see. I mean, it was, it was amazing, right? That was the coolest part of that space center. Other they, than that, it's very geared towards children. They had an Angry Birds well, section. They had people walking around just like star wars which yeah. i'm not saying that's the, bad they thing. have like a visitor center attached to the actual space center and mm-hmm. then we went on like a tram ride around the space center and that that tram ride is was the cool part really like the other stuff was kind of the only cool whatever. part was the saturn thing well, you didn't think so they also have a room where they train the astronauts oh, where they have like creepy full-size robot. build build of modules of the iss so they can train astronauts in it they had a full-size build of the orion capsule because they're i mean they're like we were looking into an actual live working facility where there's like scientists and stuff like and astronauts training and doing stuff the the huge neutral buoyancy tank is there the quarantine chamber is there so anytime astronauts nasa astronauts come back from the iss there's a quarantine facility there that they they take Mm -hmm. them to for a period of time when they come back to make sure they don't have any like Space critters or whatever. I mean, we, we got to see all thing. that stuff. The thing that was crazy to me that I thought was cool is that when we went to this facility where the Saturn V was, so you see this rocket that took us to the moon. Before we went into the building to see that, you got to see a Mercury, uh, a Redstone rocket, which had the Mercury capsule, which is how we got the first person into space ever. So you see that, and it's like it's like 60 feet tall. I mean, it's it's tiny mm-hmm. and then you go inside and you get to see like the opposite end of that i thought the juxtaposition was impressive yeah i mean that was the <laughs> that was the best part is yeah. seeing those things but um i thought that dennis was better and you were opposite of that right well yeah i mean i i thought they were both really interesting i think i think the seeing the like kind of more the Johnson Space Center is just bigger. There, there's more going on there. Plus, it was really cool to see the Saturn V, and it was cool to, to me. See the... It seemed like a like going to the Seattle uh, Science Center mm-hmm. because it just seemed very touristy. Mm-hmm. Well, the, and... the visitor center part that you're talking about is very yeah, but touristy. even everything yeah, maybe just being on a tram ride or something. I don't know what it <laughs> yeah. was, but Stennis seemed seemed as if i mean that it was where you could imagine astronauts living and Mm -hmm. going and working and um space stuff happening yeah it just seemed more realistic where yeah 
the other one just seemed as if it was a um, movie studio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I That's so my... did you? I mean, did was do you have any like takeaway or did did seeing that stuff like impact you in any way or like make you think or was it's it? It's like... expensive. What's expensive? We spend a lot of money on that shit that burns oh. up into the sky. <laughs> okay. Did you have any idea of the scale? Like seeing seeing a full-size Saturn V rocket, seeing how big it was, did you have any idea that that we're taking something like that from zero, you know, sitting on the ground to shooting into space in a matter of minutes? Well... You know that you watch a lot of rocket launches, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm there when that happens. Yeah, but I feel like looking at it on a screen is one thing, but then being able to stand next to it. And also, I mean, that Saturn V is bigger than any of the rockets that we've ever watched take off. Do you also know that I've seen a shuttle landing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, the shuttle's tiny in comparison. Right. Tiny, tiny. Anyway, I don't know. All right, well. It was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. You just, I first, I just want you to like, I want you to, I, I, I want to see like, a, I was more impressed. See you be by in the, awe of something. I, I was more impressed with the, the rocket testing places yeah. than yeah. I was. Okay. Because this rocket is laying on its side in a giant warehouse. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's boring to me. But seeing seeing where it actually would be launched, that's mm-hmm. exciting. Okay. All right. Well, maybe when, uh, you know, in a, in, a, in a few years when we're putting astronauts up into space in the Orion capsule um, that at Johnson Space Center, that's where the whole Orion team is. So maybe you'll have a, a little bit of an appreciation for that when that, mm-hmm. when that happens. We'll see. All right. Well, I won't. Uh, I won't bore anybody any further <laughs> with uh, with People talk of Johnson turned it Space off. Center. So we uh, pers- we left from there and we drove straight to the airport. Mm-hmm. We got on an airplane, got home a day late, a day late after basically twenty four hours straight of traveling mm-hmm. <laughs> with a little detour to the space center. But uh, but we made it home. And but it was we, a little crazy. And we landed at what time? We landed Five? at. I don't remember. Six. No, it was later than that. Oh. No, maybe not six. Yeah. But we didn't actually leave until get to our car till nine thirty or ten. Yep. Because we had an issue with luggage and yep security and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, we gate checked our bags once we found out we were getting on the plane for sure, and then thought that we were they weren't at the gate when we got off the plane and so we went to the carousel and then we ended up having to go back through security to get back to the gate to get our bags and yeah by the time we were like in bed that night at the place that we were staying that night it was uh it was like midnight or one in the morning so yeah that was our uh that was nola the rest of the story Oh, okay. So I've been, Nola is an acceptable. The, the biggest tragedy since Hurricane Katrina. No, no. Do not say that. <laughs> Do not say that. It's pretty equivalent. No, no, it is not. Uh, yes, of course. Nola, Nola is an acceptable. New Orleans, right. Louisiana. But that's a thing that people do. N-O-L-A. They just yeah. say Nola. And is it, 
all capitals usually N O L A. Okay. Cause I like had started doing that in like tweets and mm-hmm. just social media postings and stuff about it. And mm-hmm. then like I all of a sudden had this fear wash over me that maybe that wasn't a thing that people that do. Just I did and it. I'm just embarrassing myself. Oh no. Because that's it's the- capital because it's New Orleans, both capital yeah. letters. L A is the yeah. abbreviation for okay. the state. All right. So all right. So yeah, that was that was the rest of the story from Nola. Um, we got back and immediately part of the reason that we didn't post last week is because we like jumped into kind of a crazy busy week. Not only did I end up getting my daughter unexpectedly for like the entire week after we got back, which was great because I had missed her a day or two while I was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, f- you know, friend of the show, Mike Frizzell flew in, flew in from Austin, Texas. Uh, another- so we had a week of events and things doing with him. And then yeah. when we have to throw in having a, <laughs> you- having a four-year-old the entire time, it changes plans. Yeah. You had you had meetups with your other two podcasts, mm-hmm. and we won't get like if you want to hear more about those, you can go check out Little Red Bandwagon. You guys really talked about it, mm-hmm. I think, on the last episode of Little Red Bandwagon. Um, but uh, would they specifically had like a Little Red Bandwagon meetup one weekend, and there was probably like thirty people that came out twenty yeah, twenty thirty people. Like mm-hmm. Christy managed to reserve like a whole section of a restaurant. Like it was mm-hmm. <laughs> it was kind of fun. Uh, I will say, I will say, here's some things that I did not appreciate about it. So Christy's part of this podcast, The Little Red Bandwagon. It's like a podcast about a podcast. Um, where They're like super fans of this podcast called TBTL. And the like fan community of TBTL calls themselves the Tens. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I am very, it's, it's an interesting community to observe mm-hmm. from afar. Uh, almost every time I interact with the fan community, like they're all, they're all pretty cool people, but But. almost every time, but, but almost every time I interact with them in some way, I I almost always immediately regret it. Like every time I try and like step into a conversation that you guys have in like your Facebook group or whatever, I'm like, why did I do this? (laughs) I don't want to be a part of this. I I don't want to have these interactions. (sighs) So like I, we went to this, uh, we called it the little red meetup cause your pan- mm-hmm. podcast is a little red bandwagon and it was cool cause Mike was from, you know, out of the state and everybody was there and there was a lot of energy and it was kind of fun. And my mindset while I was there, like, obviously there's part of me that kind of wants to promote this podcast and like mm-hmm. talk to other people. But I was like, you know what? I'm here to represent, like to, to support Christy and this thing that she's doing. And just like, this is about celebrating them and their community of the, the tens of fans or whatever mm-hmm. for TBTL. And so I was just trying to be supportive. And, um, also my, uh, my, uh, Phyllis Fletcher was there. So I was like, your radio trying, crush. trying to play it cool, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to play it cool with uh, that whole situation. Mm-hmm. And um, so, uh, but I, so I, I made a point of not bringing any of that stuff up, but I sat down at a table with a few people. I tried to kind of like move around because I kind of know some of these people from interactions mm-hmm. online and or they listen to this. Some of them whatever. listen to this or whatever. So I sat down at uh, like one table at one point and started talking to these people and they just like voluntarily probably within like five minutes of me sitting down just started like telling me that they don't listen to the podcast or that sometimes it's just too boring. So they turned it off specifically nerd out loud. 
<laughs> they're like, yeah, oh, you know, I used to listen, but I don't listen anymore. Like, it's just too much for me. I just can't do it or whatever. And now these are people that not only listen to a podcast that is five days a week. This TVTL mm-hmm. podcast is five days a week. For an hour an to hour, an hour and a half. An hour to two hours mm-hmm. each show, five days a week. Plus, your you and Mike are putting out another probably hour and a half to two hour Maybe three hours of content between two shows a week. So Mm -hmm. we're talking like 10, 15 hours a week of listening that these people are doing. And somehow they're saying that like the 45 minutes (laughs) once a week of Nerd Out Loud was like too much for them, which, hey, you know what? If this isn't your thing, that's totally okay. Like, that's fine. Yeah. I I don't expect everybody to listen. It's not for everybody. I totally understand. You know, we're figuring stuff out as we go. It's not the it's not the perfect show. But uh, but maybe don't tell me about it. Yeah, like that was I didn't. Weird. I didn't sit down at the table and say, "Say, oh hey guys, you've been uh, you've been listening to Nerd Out Loud. Like, what's the mm-hmm. what's the deal? Tell me about your favorite show. Like, let's yeah. talk about me here. Let's talk about my <laughs> stuff. I mean, I was thinking that stuff, right? Of I was course, thinking that stuff in my head. But I didn't. Um, but I didn't actually say it. But I'm just like, what is? I don't know. What is wrong with people, I Christy? Don't know. Why, I don't know. Why do they think that that's like? I don't, it's like they somehow disassociate that, like, I'm maybe a human being that's put some time and energy and work into this. And maybe, like, that might have some kind of impact on my emotions or my well being. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of the, all of the people in this, uh, tens community of your thing. This is one of the things that drives me nuts about them is that they'll, like, they'll be critiquing too beautiful to live the podcast in your guys's community page or whatever. And they'll like tag the people that they're complaining about. Mm -hmm. They'll like tag them on Facebook to like try and bring them into the conversation. Like, by the way, we're talking about you and it's not positive. Like dance monkey, (laughs) like do something for us. And it's that same kind of thing. Like, do they just, is there some kind of disassociation where they think they think that like, because we took the time to record ourselves talking and put it on the internet that like we're just inviting any and all criticism at any time or yeah that's it's so weird it's, i don't know there's a ton of podcasts and uh i don't listen to most of them right <laughs> because i only have probably 10 in my rotation i don't listen to 99.9% per- of the podcasts that are out there but i don't have to be shitty to someone when they when they talk about it and i don't it's just it's just so annoying i mean because like you said these people listen to podcasts about podcasts and yet they are crappy and i don't go and go on your page and look at your crappy band and comment about right how oh that music is just shitty because you know what it it's not for me, but yeah. that doesn't mean that I have to be crappy about yeah. it. Well, and I'm off like I'm comfortable with constructive criticism. If if I was if there was some horrible background hiss or mm-hmm. if we had changed directions and it really just wasn't working and and I have a relationship with you and we're friends or whatever, like I'll take some constructive criticism, but just like people out of nowhere randomly telling me they don't listen. First of all, that's not helpful. Second of all, it's not like it's it's just weird and and it hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
It would hurt my feelings too. I didn't. But didn't you make a comment? Yeah. Well, I um I wanted to point out to them like I wanted to be a dick back, mm-hmm. but I chose not to because I'm trying to be a better person. Uh, and you know I was there to support you and Mike and your show and like be there to support you guys. And so I just made a joke about it. I was just like, oh, you're at least supposed to wait until I. You're at least supposed to wait until I walk away to start talking shit about me. Then I just laughed. and. So speaking of you wanting to be a good person, do you want to talk about what happened on Sunday? Well, we can talk. I mean, yeah, we can talk about it, I guess. I don't know how interesting or exciting it is, but we can talk about it briefly, I guess. Um, We... Uh, my daughter's learning how to ride a bike, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. We're riding a, so we're at the local high school down here by um, Christie's, uh, Christie's town home in the hellhole that is Everett, Washington, and um, we're down there and we're in a school parking lot and my daughter's riding around or whatever and there's a car full of like kids, I guess. I didn't even know they were kids. There's just a car full of people and they're like randomly just rolling really slowly through the parking lot. They come out of their way to come down the road that my daughter's riding her bike on my four-year-old that's Mm -hmm. swerving all over the place and learning literally learning how to ride a bike like as this is happening uh they come rolling down and they like one of them just like throws a fast food container like an entire like styrofoam to-go container out the window along with some napkins along with the fork just throws it on the ground and then they keep on driving come driving right at me and my daughter by the way my daughter like goes off at this point and is like kind of a way off with you. And so I just laid her by and I didn't even say it rude. I was just like, Hey, why don't you go pick up that? Why don't you go pick up that thing that you threw on the ground? Mm-hmm. And, uh, the guy's like, I didn't throw anything on the ground. And then no, I... the driver stopped yeah. and rolled down the window. Yeah. Right. And said, what did you say? Yeah. And then you well, said, no, no, no. I, I said, why don't you go pick up that thing that you dropped? And then, uh, he said, I didn't drop anything. And I was like, oh, the guy in the back seat or whatever, you know, and he, mm-hmm. the guy's like, that's ah, none of your business. And I was like, all right, whatever. And they started driving off. And then mm-hmm. for some reason they came back and your friend Katrina was all also there for another show, Katrina and Katrina. Um, uh, so, so they, they, they came driving back again mm-hmm. and, uh, this time they came driving by pretty fast. Luckily they were on the other side. And like I said, my daughter was kind of off far mm-hmm. away from this at this point with you. And they, um, they, they came kind of fast. And as they're going by, Katrina called them an asshole or something. I think she said yeah. an asshole and it, the brakes slam on the car. The driver gets out his, uh, a girl gets out with him. <laughs> uh, what did you say? What did you say? And they come charging at me and Katrina. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh, I, th- I, she called, I think she called you an asshole. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I think that like, as they came closer to me and Katrina, like me and Katrina are both substantial people. Like we're, we have some heft to us. We were, uh, pro- larger than them. Like both, vertically and horizontally mm-hmm. i would say and i think that as they got closer to us maybe they realized that it would not be advantageous for them to try and have a well you also had a softball conflict. she was yes, she I was did. menacingly throwing a softball into a into a mitt we did have over did and have over some, again uh, we did have some also you guys didn't look scared at all yeah. and you didn't back down i think that that kind of intimidated them too so they came and this thing that they threw on the ground was in front of us so the girl like start like 
huffily, like in a huff, picks it up. She's like, fine, are you happy? Are you happy? And we're just standing there. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, thank you. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for picking up your trash that you just threw on the ground for some reason. And, uh, and so she goes walking back to the car and they get like halfway back to the car. And the dude's like, the dude realizes like, wait a minute. We can't let them win. If we, if we actually just pick this up and walk back to the car, they're winning. So he goes, give me that. Give me that. And he grabs it from her and he like rips it up into four or five pieces and throws it on the ground. I was like, Whoa, big man, big man. It and takes that a, turned the girl psycho. It takes a very brave man to tear up a, <laughs> tear up a styrofoam <laughs> container and throw it on the ground. So the girl went psycho and yeah. started screaming yeah names. like a caged animal yeah i've never heard that tone of voice that screaming yeah. before it was just very and then katrina said i wish you would have videotaped it and i kind of do too <laughs> yeah i wonder if they would have stopped if i had Maybe. brought out I my phone i mean i i was just trying to like de-escalate the situation i am not like a person that gets into fights and i didn't want to get in a fight mm-hmm. and I it was just the weirdest thing I've ever seen happen. you know obviously like I had my family there and I didn't want to I didn't want her to be around that and mm-hmm. so I was just like let's just calm down and everybody can go back to their car and yeah. we can just be done or whatever uh but yeah it was an interesting yeah <laughs> situation and then afterwards we're like and Katrina is a um our friend Katrina has a bunch of guns um, a bunch. I wouldn't say she has a bunch. Like five guns. She has two. Okay, well that's a lot. That's two hundred percent more than not we a have. Bunch. I would. Okay. I. She has more than two. No, she sold one. No. Okay. She had three. All right. So two. Katrina is a gun owner, mm-hmm. and so they go. They drive off, and they finally leave or whatever. And uh, Christy's like, I don't feel safe anymore. I wanted yeah. to leave the parking lot, which is fine. We ended up leaving, but. Uh, there was definitely some kind of drugs happening with that girl. Yeah. And I, you never know what, what the potential is for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I was like, Katrina, like, let's go. I mean, go, let's go get your guns. Like, isn't mm-hmm. that, isn't that why you have a gun? Like, <laughs> let's, isn't that why you have a gun so you can shoot people like this? Like, <laughs> oh, you can geez. shoot stupid no. people that are doing no. stupid stuff. And also, guns aren't allowed on school property, so that's why she didn't have it. Yeah. Well, but okay. So seriously, though, like, I should have just asked her this. Maybe I'll have to get her on the show or see if she mm-hmm. can call in or something. But let's say that we weren't on the school grounds, and she, because she actually made a point of putting her gun away because she knew she was coming to meet mm-hmm. us at a school. Yeah. Otherwise, she probably would have had it in her car mm-hmm. or had it on her person. Yes. So, is that a situation where you would pull out your gun and say, "Hey, how about you leave now"? Like, I would say no. Yeah. I don't know what she would do. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, they were, they were probably, I mean, if they were 18 or 19, I'd be, I, I would say they're probably 18 or 19. Mm. But, um, they seem like little kids. You know, their actions. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what she would answer on that. Maybe yeah. if they, she would have it and then if they charged mm. at us or something or she would take it out and not shoot or I don't know. That's terrifying to me. That's mm. that's terrifying to me that like that's a very real possibility for anybody at any given moment walking around that they could just like, like we were very close to her having a gun in the midst of that conflict. But I don't think she would have brought it out. 
That's I good. honestly don't. <laughs> I'm glad. Because there's like a... Because you probably would have been scared that I would have taken it away, <laughs> melted it down, there's turned like it into a school bus. There's like a gun person saying where if, if you take it out, you be prepared to use it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think in that situation she would have been prepared to use it. Yeah. I don't know. We should ask her though. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to... Uh... So that's our crazy... <laughs> Crazy Sunday afternoon in Everett, Washington. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. I'm uh, looking forward to moving. <laughs> well, guys, um, we have we have a uh, kind of a, a new segment that we want to that we want to introduce. Um, I'm gonna probably talk about it a little bit in the segment, but uh, I will just say. There's an there's another podcast that I listen to, uh, called I Doubt It with Jesse Dollamore, friend of the show, friend of the show, and uh, they are a news and comment show that comes out twice a week. Um, I can't remember the schedule. I think it's Mondays and Thursdays. Anyway, twice a week they put out a show, probably an hour to an hour and a half. They go over kind of the news of the week, uh, the main stories, world news, political news, stuff like that. And they look at it with like what I would call a very objective, uh, balanced viewpoint. They're not sensationalist. Jesse's not this crazy, bleeding heart liberal. He's probably more conservative than anything, I would say. But uh, anyway, they, they look at things very objectively. Uh, and I oftentimes listen to, the, listen to their show and I feel kind of um, challenged or inspired or I just I love the way that they look at things and I, I wanted to try and find kind of a, a, a way to capture that and carry it over into our show mm-hmm. and so uh, let's just uh, let's just jump right into it uh, let me introduce to you our new segment um, think critically with Jesse D think critically with Jesse D we talk about the news of the week think critically with jesse d all right so we are here with our inaugural uh, inaugural i can say this uh it's already starting out strong we are here with our (laughs) inaugural segment with uh (laughs) jesse jesse dollamore i had a uh I, over the over the long holiday weekend, I was looking on Facebook at, as one is wont to do, and over you know those trending topics that they have listed on Facebook, I'm very ashamed to admit that that is where I get a lot of my news uh, bet- between the trending topics on Facebook and uh, and podcasts. Actually, largely your podcast, Jesse. <laughs> I was gonna say, goddamn, dude, you're you're getting it from Facebook, and I'm right here. You can at least lie about it. <laughs> <laughs> so between uh, between podcasts and uh, the the trending topics on Facebook, that's that's where I get my news. But I saw this story pop up, and i i wanted to I wanted to hear what you thought about it, Jesse. And the more I looked into it, the the more I suspected. I have a feeling that we're actually going to be pretty much in the same spot on this. But I'd love to hear where you're at anyway. Um, there there's a clothing retailer or clothing store PacSun that caught some heat over the weekend because of what some people viewed as like a, a disrespectful shirt so they they had a shirt that they were selling in their stores that had a, a American flag printed on it and it was uh, upside down uh which is right. that's a sign of like uh distress right that's right yeah like when ships 
when ships are in distress or, you know, they've been taken over by pirates or whatever, you would fly your flag upside down, which is a symbol that maybe the terrorists or the pirates don't know that they're in distress and come and help us. It's like an SOS, just a visual SOS. Yeah. And there's something to be said about that kind of political speech that should be protected. I mean, I, I don't think anybody would, 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 uh, I mean, I guess there are conservative right wing radicals out there who think there should be a constitutional amendment to ban flag burning and ban desecration, if you will, of our flag. But I think generally people understand it as a freedom that we yeah. have. So I don't necessarily think having a flag that's upside down on a shirt is disrespectful. Um, it is against flag code, not the upside down part, but just having a fucking flag on a shirt, period, right. is against the code <laughs> of a flag. So a, a few months ago, there was a story where a woman who is apparently an Air Force veteran, she went into this group of black angsty teenagers who were stepping on the flag and she tried to steal their flag from them because they were disrespecting it. She ended up getting arrested and the conservative wing of Facebook lost their collective fucking minds. And I did a little research on this and she there's pictures of her naked with the flag draped around her. Right. So who in the where 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 does her moral authority yeah. justify this kind of outrage yeah. because of the I, I don't, I just don't get it. Yeah. It, um, it, it, one of the things that I thought was, I, I, you mentioned the flag code, which is, that's like a, a set of kind of rules. It's not law and it's not right. something that's enforced, but it's, it's basically like guidelines that the government has put, put out for how they want the flag to be treated. And, and the flag code specifically states that flags should not be used as like apparel, bedding or drapery. So I, I went to PacSun's website and I just searched in their little search bar. I typed in flag and I, I, I mean, I mean, anybody can go do this and you come up with like, they have American flag, uh, bikinis. They have American right. flag socks, swim trunks, tank tops, shoes, underwear. They sell all of that stuff. So it, it just caught me off guard. I mean, Paxson had to put out this huge statement saying that they, you know, apologizing and have been catching all this shit from it. Yeah, well, they said, as a retailer grounded in youth culture, Paxson values artistic and creative expression through the brands that we sell in our stores. Out of respect to those who have put their lives on the line for our country, we've decided to stop selling the licensed flag t-shirt and removing it from our stores and website immediately. I don't know what people who have fought and died or risked their lives for the country have anything to do with them selling a shirt with a flag on it. Sure. I don't want to pull the Marine card here, but <laughs> I was in the Marine Corps and I don't give a shit about what they do with the symbol th that is the United States flag. The flag doesn't give us any freedom. The flag only represents the beautiful amount of freedom that we have in this country. And it might be ironic to some that that same freedom that the flag represents also includes desecrating the symbol, which represents the freedom, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I just don't have a problem with it. I, I mean, I, I don't uh, I'm not one who would ever do it, but I think it's certainly a valid form of speech. And as I've said on my show many times, 
it is the most offensive of speech that we need to protect. Because if if that speech doesn't have any protection, then your speech, your your candy cane marshmallow speech doesn't have any protection either. And it all is important. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me ask you, uh, this is something that every time like 4th of July rolls around or uh, Memorial Day or something like that, I and people get hyper patriotic on social media. <laughs> Everybody yeah, yeah. starts busting out the old military pictures and stuff like that. Like for for some reason, there's something in me that just it, I I get like angry about it. Like I I get annoyed or it it, it somehow irritates me. And I, I'm trying to figure out like if that's if that's a, a valid thing that I need to look into or if it's just me like doing my thing of where I get irritated at at. Th- you know trends that everybody jumps on or whatever yeah i don't know I-, I come from a different place because you know again having served in the the marine corps i, I don't I-, I always question what my motivations are and sometimes and this is just me being honest i don't think this is justified or valid but it is a feeling that kind of comes over me is when i see for instance people for- with whom i went to high school or i was in college with who didn't who didn't serve and act like they are the God's gift to fucking patriotism when they've done nothing to serve their country. I I do. I get a little incensed by that. But, you know, I I don't have a problem with people who are generally patriotic and generally love their country. There is a a movement within a a very, very popular idea within atheism, and if that's a group or a community, that statism is bad. Being proud of, of the country from which you hail is a negative thing, that no good comes from that. And I don't necessarily think that's true. I'm very proud of the, while dysfunctional in many ways, we have a beautiful thing here. Look, go travel to the third world and where one in three people in India have the, an actual fucking toilet yeah. And and tell me that you don't you don't appreciate the beauty and wonderment that our country exhibits and is protected under our constitution. It's it's an awesome thing. So I don't think it's bad to be patriotic. I think it might be one of those things that you're uh, you you mentioned. Just yeah. you know, like a man bun. It's just <laughs> yeah, it's draped a in type a flag. Of people maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a man, it's a man bun draped in a flag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I was, so I did a little bit of research and it's a design by a dollar sign A P Rocky. <laughs> Do you know? I yeah. think it's supposed to be ASAP. A- and, oh, right. And if, in a, in a way, I mean, this, I guess this is his thing is the upside down, um, flag. And it, maybe he's making, I don't know anything about him really. Um, is that maybe his statement is that, the African American community is in a dire distress and extreme danger, which is very true. And Absolutely. maybe that yeah. is what his statement is. And then in that case, it is a thing. Well, he, here's, here's the dichotomy that's drawn is oftentimes I see, and cause you know, I, I do consider myself conservative and I, I used to be extremely conservative and I've, I've run in these circles. I've, I've donated to the Republican Party at one time in my life. So I know a lot of people who lean extreme right who do put the the upside down flag while Clinton is in office, while Obama mm-hmm. is in office. They want to use that as 
valid speech to get across their point in a nuanced way about how they feel we are in distress as a nation. It's a beautiful way of getting your point across. There, it's no, the comments on this Pac Sun thing are just, if they weren't so goddamn funny, they would be sad <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's these maniacs like, I'll never shop with you again. Yeah. Look, look, you're a 75 year old man. You've never shopped at Pac Sun. Yeah. There's a good chance you've never seen a Pac Sun. Yeah. In your little shitty town, there isn't a mall, let alone a Pac Sun. That's right. <laughs> so. It's, I think it's this manufactured outrage that is so mm-hmm. popular these days, whether it be about chemtrails or the flag the or many other things on the left of which I can't recall right now. Mm-hmm. But trust me, they're there. There's lots of them. Yeah. You know, whether, you know, GMOs or vaccines or whatever, there's all kinds of, of manufactured outrage out there that yeah, just live your life. If this company makes a few dollars off this shirt, shut the fuck up and put a smile on your face and be happy. There we go. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you for coming on, Jesse. And yeah. uh, guys, if you out there in podcast land have stuff that you want to hear us talk about or ask Jesse about or discuss with Jesse, shoot us an email or contact us on Facebook, Twitter, all that fun stuff and let us know. And uh, we will. I, I cannot wait. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because uh, you know Jesse's a conservative and I'm a a, a bleeding heart wacko liberal, so it should be. Yeah, fun. you want to turn all guns into fucking school buses? <laughs> yes, I do. God damn. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, God I do. damn. I don't think that you even are as liberal as you think you are. Yeah, that's I'm way true. more left than you are. <laughs> I think you're just trying to buck the Christian trend and go the other way, and you don't have to go crazy the other way. Right. Just make it make sense for you, man. Yeah. Well, you know, when you first get out, you have to go exactly opposite <laughs> and then you kind of like get your mind back and like slowly get to where where you like get a... your mind back. <laughs> <laughs> and that's he's in like just starting to get his mind back and get sift back through. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm here to help. I'm here to help you, Jeremy, on your journey back to sanity, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it, and and I hope that we can um we can share that sanity with our listeners. All right. So uh, that was it. That was the yeah. inaugural segment. Too bad it's a week. It, it's a week yeah, late, but it's, it's week fine. Late. You know, I, I like to come out of the gate strong. <laughs> I like to really set a precedent. What's funny is we actually delayed. We delayed recording that a week because we were going to be in New Orleans, and I told Jesse specifically. I was like, no, if we're, if we're going to do this, I want to do it right. I want to come out of the game <laughs> strong. I want to do it well. So here I am uh, uh, posting it a week late after having missed a week of our show. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but I'm, I'm excited. If you guys – I will tell you this, listeners out there. If there is a subject or a topic that you want to hear us tackle, uh, if you want Jesse to set me straight – on something mm-hmm. uh, that you feel I'm way off base on, um, let uh, let Jesse be the voice of reason, and uh, maybe maybe he could tackle your wanting to melt all the guns down. Yeah, I think that's probably a conversation that we'll we'll end up having. We'll end up having at some point because he's a ex marine and conservative. Yes. So I'd like to see his take on this. Yeah, yeah. Ex marine, former marine. 
I'll have to ask him about that. I don't know what the proper nomenclature is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So you guys, um, I will post links um, in the show notes to his show, but uh, I would suggest you go check it out. It's kind of one of those shows, too, that if you miss, like, you don't have to listen to everyone. They put out a lot of content. You don't have to listen to everyone, but I would suggest subscribing because um, it's it's really decent content. And it, honestly, it's actually a good way to uh, to kind of stay on top of the news. And it's it's not sensational. It's fair. It's balanced. And Jesse and Brittany, I will say, are funny and uh mm-hmm. entertaining to listen to. So uh Christina, is there anything uh anything going on that you wanted to talk about? Any upcoming shows, anything like that? Like I I know I have been talking to some people mm-hmm. uh about a potential checks mix episode. Okay. That I'm really excited about. Somebody that's <laughs> very passionate about checks mix. Okay. Uh, I'm like I, I want to I really enjoy the shows where we can kind of get back to our roots, as I say. Okay. You know, you guys got to hear a lot about me talking about um space, which is something that I nerd out about. Also getting my feelings hurt, which is something that I nerd out about a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because it emotions. does happen a lot. <laughs> Very sensitive flower. Um I'm looking for somebody out there, like if you have a friend that's a vegan and is like a crazy like all about a vegan, not just a vegan, not just somebody that is a vegan, but somebody that's like a vegan. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, like the Instagram, the posting pictures, the passionate about the vegan lifestyle. If anybody knows somebody like that, can you introduce me to them? Because I want to, uh, I want to talk to somebody that is a like a, a vegan on the show. And I'm I'd sure like they'll to. love to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, they usually do. So um, maybe they can come on after the Chex Mix show and we can try and figure out collectively how to do like a vegan Chex Mix situation. Should be easy. So um, anything else that you can think of? I don't think so. We have some stuff in the hopper that should be, or I should use baseball terminology. We have stuff on deck. Ooh, look at you. Yeah. (laughs) You're doing great. So proud of you. Uh all right guys. It's uh it's been a kick. Um if you have you know, besides the vegan thing, if you're passionate about checks, if you have something that you nerd out about or you know somebody, you have somebody in your life that nerds out about something and you think that uh we should talk to them or you have a topic that you want us to dive into, um I am, you know, the the world is your oyster. Just head on over to nerdoutloudpod.com. All of our contact information is on there. There's a form right on the website. If you just scroll down to the bottom, you'll be able to fill out, send us a note. Super easy. And uh, yeah, guys, it was fantastic. It was fantastic talking to you guys again. I missed you. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be back at it. Christina, did you have any last words? Never wait for cake. Also, our cupcakes are pretty much muffins, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, I'll say be, be nice to each other. Be nice to each other, guys. And party on. Party on. Party on. Let your nerd flag fly! That wasn't too bad.